0: I think the quickest and the easiest way to look for opportunities is to assess your existing skill set and see where that can be moved in amongst industries or in amongst areas of a business. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes you think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been, at the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. We are talking about careers today, career opportunities been a bit of a research based one so I've gone and collected some data you know when people say that it means they've done google searches and they've collected the main themes from the google search we like to hope so yeah that's basically what I've gone and done but also have thrown in my own opinion into this mix on what's coming up in 2023 in terms of job opportunities or industries that are going to boom I mean, I don't know any of this. This is just like my thoughts. So yeah, I suppose a disclaimer before we jump into this is that I will be talking a lot about career and yeah, employment, freelancing maybe. All of it based on my perspective of the research I've gone and done. So who's to say that any of this is like real opportunity? Who's to say anyone is really an expert on anything? Do you know what I mean? Like a job or like an employment expert, you can look at the trends, but so many different things can impact that, whether it's a pandemic, or a recession, or a war, or whatever, like things happen every day that we don't expect, and they impact our lives, and I think that in our careers, that's going to be one thing that ultimately is always affected, because business, at least in the Western world, makes the Western world go round a lot of the time, and everything is impacted by that cost of living, etc etcetera, et which we're seeing a lot of recently and I I am naturally a very optimistic person I like to believe that anything is possible, that anyone can achieve anything um, definitely as a result of the privilege I've had growing up in terms of always being told that I can do anything and never ever being held back for any reason at all especially well uh, we all have our psychological hang-ups in the sense that <laughs> there's still a lot of things i you know i need to overcome in terms of my own confidence but i like to believe that in this world we have the ability to achieve anything and i want to open up that world to people and say look these might be some job opportunities some desired skill sets that are going to grow within 2023 And I currently, so my job situation at the moment, I'm a freelancer. So I freelance to a marketing agency, but I technically work just under one client or with one client. And then I have multiple other clients that I'm doing work for at the moment in the financial space, Uh, some one up related, some not. And then of course there's one up and the sponsorships that come with that and kind of organizing the monetization of that side of things as well. So that's sort of my career at the moment, which means I technically work for myself full time now which I suppose I've gone in and out of doing if you depending on what you count as working for yourself and I feel really comfortable that this is where I need to be right now. I don't feel comfortable and confident necessarily in like what I'm doing but I think that just comes with natural self-doubt but I'm also someone who always likes to brand myself and I sort of have started branding myself in this freelance world as someone with like broad quite broad experience but typically I like to niche down into certain things and that niche for me is conquering a certain challenge and that challenge is helping companies who have a typically complex structure or complex business to communicate what they do in a simple, uh, easy to understand and exciting way. And so that's something I suppose I've done in the personal finance sense with OneUp, but then that's something I like to do in general as well. How do we make things more accessible? How do we give people, how do we make people more aware Uh, Of what other businesses are doing and yeah just ultimately always for the individual at the end of the day and I believe that so we could be aware of so much more if we kind of had that proper communication and so that's the side of marketing I like to be in is how we communicating it for the individual communicating what we do and the purpose of what we're doing and why we're doing it for the individual but yeah that's my career story at the moment in a nutshell And what we're going to be talking about today is a lot to do with employees and the kind of job opportunities there, but then also a little bit on the freelance side as well. So with a looming recession, (laughs) straight into it, I felt that this would be a good episode to do since there's a little bit of fear in the air, you know, we're all a little bit worried thinking, are our jobs going to be safe? What do we need to do to make sure we keep our job or that we are set up financially to stay resilient through this time and what are our opportunities because another common fact I would say at this point is that with every downturn comes an upward cycle comes a lot of opportunity a lot of new business we see on the other side of recessions usually a lot of people starting businesses you know finding opportunities within what is quite an obvious mess for so many people as well. So yeah, I want to get a head start for all of us on what those opportunities might be from an employment sense, see if any of them might apply to you. I did an episode last week or a couple of weeks ago on how to organize your finances within a recession. So make sure you go and listen to that as well if you're interested in trying to, you know, have a resilient financial situation through this time. So we're talking about job opportunities. What exactly do I mean by job opportunity? So they don't already have to be existing job ads laid out on Seek ready for your application. You know, job opportunities can be gaps in in a part of a job market where your skills might suit a role. It might be a role that doesn't actually exist, but there's a demand for it. And putting together some kind of explanation as to why that would be valuable to an employer might be a way to communicate that the funny thing is when I was doing my research my google searches and it would say these are the most in-demand skill sets for 2023 and then the skill set would be like architecture and I'm thinking okay like that's that is a skill set but it's not really like it's it's not a what like a transferable skill set and no that's not the right term but it's not a skill set that someone can just pick up within a year like that's a 4 year degree plus experience on top of that i think to become a registered architect in new zealand so it's i found like a lot of the answers to my question quite inaccessible i want you to keep in mind through this episode as a result of that, that a lot of these things or some of these things might not be things you can just get into, but it may complement existing skill sets that you have in a different space. So I would just keep in mind like the opportunity at a broad level and how that might relate to skill sets you already have or desires you have or things you want to do within the job space or your career. So from what I've read, the world is becoming a lot more digitally driven my brain is going so slow on the word digitally like it just won't work and a strong knowledge in tech so these things are becoming increasingly increasingly appreciated by employers of course that makes a lot of sense we're moving forward towards a technologically advanced society uh more so than we are now and it makes sense that this is the case but i don't think that this means that people will be driven out of their jobs by robots I think it just means we need to find alternative ways to use our existing skill sets and probably believe in ourselves a little bit more. Like we are capable of them more than we think we are a lot of the time. And so just start at a base of you're most likely undervaluing the existing skill set you already have. I also want to mention, and the reason I think of this is because I have a friend who. Every time we would talk about her getting another job or moving on to a different career, she would always say, I don't have any skills. I don't have a skill set. You do. I'm just going to say that. You do. And I can promise that you can find it as well if you don't feel like you're clear on it. But I can also say that it seems as if the people who struggle to vocalise the skills that they do have Probably also struggle with their own self confidence or own self belief because if you believed in your capability, even at a very small small, on a small scale, you would be able to come up with one or two skills that you have gained from the jobs you've done, even if they're you know, what we would typically call low skilled minimum wage jobs. There are definitely there's so much skill within that. I mean even. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But a few ways to find your skill set, and you are a little bit confused on what's going on there, is stop looking at just your job. What do you also do outside of your job, if anything? Do you volunteer? Do you organize things for your church or your rugby club or your book club? Like these things definitely count. And I did some interviews with some people recently about their recruitment experience for a new project I'm working on. Keep your eyes peeled to all those who struggle with the job application process. It's about to be a whole lot easier, but through talking to a lot of these people, something that was brought up was how people feel that some people do a lot of volunteering, or they organise a lot of events for their church, for example, was the was the thing we were talking about, and they don't see this as something that counts for their CV, and they don't feel like that's valid to talk to an employer or potential op- employer about the skills that came from working full-time on events at their church and these things do count they're extremely valuable and a lot of the time you probably end up having to take more initiative in these volunteer roles than you do at work because there's less structure less formalities and so I think it's so important we look just beyond our jobs for what skill sets we have and believe in the value of those skills another thing is what do people commonly come to you for help with even if it is advice you know this is good they come to you for advice they trust you why do they trust you what is it within your personality that makes people trust you thinking about those things what makes you feel most fulfilled at work how do you get to that point so for me I would look at my jobs in the past and think what is an example of a time where I felt really satisfied with the work that I did And I was like yes that felt good what were the skills I was using in order to do that Understand there's also two different types of skills. There's your practical skills and then there's people skills, otherwise known as hard and soft skills. What are those things that you maybe don't think of straight away but you know that you're good at? So those are just a few ways to maybe have a think about what your possible skill set could be as we're going through some of those that are most in demand. I looked at an article on alliancevisas.com, which was an article I'm assuming for people wanting to move to New Zealand to be fully equipped to find work here. But also, you know, we can obviously get some value out of this. And it spoke about the most in demand jobs in New Zealand for 2023. It didn't actually give jobs. It just gave sectors or industries and so I'm going to go through those now and then we're going to go through different jobs throughout those. I also looked at an article from Hayes, which I think is a recruitment site. And they provided some of the top skill sets for 2023, which this is, this is where I was getting confused. Some articles were saying the most in-demand jobs and would put industries. And then they would say most in-demand skill sets and put particular jobs. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but it still makes no sense. So anyway, I've gone through and put the industries and the jobs under each. Granted, this is going to sound underwhelming at first, but we're going to get into it. So the top industries in New Zealand or most in-demand industries in New Zealand for 2023 are tech, healthcare, education, construction, financial services and retail. So in tech they're seeing an increase in data and insights driven roles, this could be things like a data scientist or a cloud specialist Uh, of course engineers of all types as well so software engineers from a tech perspective which you actually don't need too much experience in to get into from what I've seen in the industry like I feel of course if you are going to be coding and creating different things yeah you need like your experience and maybe some qualifications but you can also self-teach a lot of that stuff so if you're really wanting to get into it I would try and reach out to someone who's done it before and ask them for advice on like qualifications that don't involve three years of your life and probably 60 grand as well. And then project managers in the tech space are also apparently in high demand. Healthcare nurses, of course, obviously, that is one that just never continues to leave. Some of these in-demand industries, I think, speak to broader issues than just like a demand for staff. But anyway, I'm going through what this is as a result of the data In these articles, and then we will talk more about it. Uh, Education, teachers in high demand, construction, we're looking at architects, engineers, tradesmen, and laborers. I feel like this doesn't change year to year in terms of broad industries. And then financial services. This one I have a little bit more of a perspective on because I feel like I know somewhat the required skill set you need. I did a degree in accounting and then I worked. At an accounting firm for nine months. Yeah, massive stint I know. But I also interned at an accounting company before that as well for three months, and I interned at that same corporate um, accounting firm for another three months. So I kind of have like a year and a half of accounting experience up my sleeve, I would say. And it's two of the in demand like roles are payroll officers and accounts receivable. I guess you would call them like offices or people as well and you do not need a degree to do payroll or accounts receivable but I know that you can be self like not self-taught you can learn on the job with those things so if financial services or getting into finance in some way is something that you are interested I would reach out to someone who not who is in that role and figure out how they got there and I can assume most people wouldn't have a degree or wouldn't you wouldn't need an accounting degree and then retail stuff being the last one creative industries so marketing advertising design etc is my favorite space and something that wasn't mentioned in these in-demand industries for 2023 but I feel like this is a space where you can really create your own role because there's a lot less formalities in this space and I guess tech in general is kind of that way as well because there's a lot of startups, small businesses that are agile, lean, and flexible and open to ideas and anything that's going to add value is kind of accepted. But if you're also wanting to get into the formal side of the creative industries, then there's opportunity there. And the creative which I'd never seen before, but has put out some really, really cool data a salary survey which gives a extremely transparent oversight probably the most transparent oversight I've ever seen around salaries and hourly rates for around 50 different roles and I'm going to put all the links to every article I've mentioned below as well in case you're interested in looking at it for yourself but if you are in the creative space or you're wanting to get into marketing this is going to be a really good indication of what you should be charging as a freelancer or asking for uh, when you apply for jobs according to this I'm slightly underpaid slash on par so that's really interesting to know based on my experience as well because I think different companies have different ideas of what is an experienced person versus like a junior versus senior level and all that kind of thing but I think this is just really good to have that transparent view so it's not something so a few other things it talks about opportunities within the creative space is multi-design so the article says Maori design requirements continue to grow with widespread requests from advertising agencies for authentic Maori designers so this is if people understand te reo and like they can understand the Maori language and translate that through design or interpret design for Maori audiences in an authentic way this is a very in-demand or it's going to be a more in-demand role uh, this year so if you're interested in marketing you speak fluent to today you have a really authentic understanding of your culture then I would 100% recommend you having a think about where you could possibly fit in a company with this kind of role it is quite niche but you are still using a broad level of skill across the board apparently account managers uh, also thin on the ground in the PR and the brand space so if you're an account manager or looking to move into that space you might have a bit of leverage within your job applications account management is essentially you're kind of just managing clients for a business it's just like relationships so if you've got really good interpersonal skills this could be a great uh, great role for you And I don't think you necessarily have to have the most experience in this, but be able to prove that you have the skill set to take it on. Apparently, those of us in social and content roles, even with a creative focus, we now need to have a better understanding of SEO and paid advertising and kind of the more numbers or metrics side of things which I know some of us will be dreading, but I suppose with a more technologically driven society, it becomes a little bit about numbers and marketing I feel is moving more that way now. Like it almost feels like it's becoming a little bit less creative and more based on the numbers, which is sad because that's how all corporate tends to go and we only base our success on things that can be measured. Whereas there's such an importance in marketing to understand the intangible, Metrics or the intangible stuff is important too. The things we can't measure, the things we can't touch, brand loyalty and trust. How do we measure that in a way that means we're not prisoner to the numbers all the time as well? I've also seen this in a few areas e commerce continuing to be a huge growth area. So, e commerce is like selling products online. So, if you think of your mate down the road who has a AliExpress dropshipping business where they buy stuff off AliExpress and then create a brand around it and resell it to people for double the price. Or just someone who sells products online, clothing, stores, seems that candidates for this space are taking longer to fill. So if that's an area you're interested in, maybe starting to upskill or reach out to those people who are in that area, find out what the skill sets are that are needed for this. There's also been an increase in the use of contractors and freelancers across the board because companies aren't wanting to commit to bringing on staff if with such instability in the market so you know they don't want to bring on all these people and grow really big and then have to make everyone redundant which is we've seen in multiple different companies especially big tech companies facebook or meta has and twitter had to do this If you're wanting more freedom with your time and maybe want to diversify the amount of people you're working for, then going the route of being a contractor or a freelancer could be for you. Of course, there's a lot of cons with that as well. There's a lot of security within being an employee, like getting retirement contributions to your KiwiSaver or they pay your tax for you or, you know, all of those kinds of things, sick pay, holiday pay and the rest of it. But there's also the pros that come with it as well. And I can do a longer episode on that if you're keen to hear more. Soft skills in demand. According to LinkedIn, this is from 2022, but I think it's still kind of relevant today. They've outlined five soft skills that young workers, I don't know why they've outlined young workers, but we should be focusing on building into the new year being 2023. First one, communication, being able to communicate your ideas, views, and opinions concisely so people can understand what you are sharing I think my biggest barrier to communication or good communication in the past has been not believing in myself and so then I go in roundabouts and I go in circles and I say this and I say that when really if I just believed in myself or felt calm and not overwhelmed I could have explained it properly from the start but I was just nervous I was going to get it wrong and therefore made myself get it even more wrong working on your self-belief actually can help you with that communication side of things The second thing is time management. Apparently with the rise of remote working, time management has become even more important for building trust with your employer and demonstrating the value you're adding to the team. That's an interesting one. Time management, like not being late for meetings or just being able to organize your time appropriately since you have more freedom at home. I suppose that's it. But the thing is, they don't really know unless you're falling behind on things. So as long as you're just keeping up to date with your work, I suppose creating a schedule the way that works best for you is a representation of good time management. I really hate when this one comes up because I feel like no one understands what it even means. And that is critical thinking, which they've described as the ability to understand and address a situation based on all available facts and information. Yeah, I don't know. This one frustrates me a little bit just because I think what like... What even is critical thinking? The ability to solve problems, like the ability to think about something and get it done. Employers out there, can you give us your definition of critical thinking? Because every time I see this in a job ad, I think, what do you mean? And it's like it's assumed that everyone knows what it it means to be a critical thinker, to critically think. But what do you think it is? I suppose my version of critical thinking is not looking just at the problem itself, but bigger than that problem as an individual thing. Not seeing something in a silo, but as a part of a big, bigger purpose. So like, okay, if we've got a problem that's happening here, why is that happening? Is that as a result of an issue in another area? If we solved that, like what's the follow-on effect? I guess just trying to address a situation as a result of... Trying to address the situation based on, yeah, I suppose what it says, all the facts. But even then, I'm like, I- am I even demonstrating critical thinking? I don't know. This one confuses me, but it's on the list. Then the next one is problem solving. I almost feel is the same as critical thinking, but coming up with solutions and looking for new ways to resolve issues. Side note, Simon Sinek in his book discusses how companies often have their values as nouns and not verbs. So they'll say honesty. Instead of always tell the truth or be truthful in hard situations or something. And it makes the values really hard to understand because honesty, what is that? Honest for what? It's just not very clear. And I think... These soft skills are the same. I want someone to give me a phrase. Like what actually does that mean? So yeah, problem solving. And the last one is interpersonal skills, which they have said in a post-pandemic workplace, the ability to build relationships and collaborate with teams globally is an important skill. So yeah, just being good at managing relationships, having some social awareness, I suppose, and being able to do that through Zoom or Google Teams. Everyone is going to have different strengths, different soft skills that make them valuable within a business. And knowing yourself is really important so that you can communicate effectively and appropriately what your value to the business will be if you have to in a job interview. Maybe you don't bring the best interpersonal skills because you're shy and you're socially awkward and you're not the one that's going to be bringing people together, but you often see patterns where other people don't. You're extremely organized and have a keen eye for detail. In projects and that's where you're gonna bring the value so just because you lack one doesn't mean you're no longer valuable it just means that someone else can have that job you want to lean into the things that mean you're going to provide value but not only that the things that you actually enjoy doing as well they've also outlined things like getting out of your comfort zone you can see the episode from two weeks ago where I talk about the importance of this Uh, They say that that taking on new projects and networking can help you develop these soft skills. Of course, I feel like these are things we've heard before and I'm kind of giving my commentary on it. So a good way to start networking is catching up with old friends you haven't seen in ages. Because there's way less peer pressure because it's just a catch up. You already know them and talking about your life will be relatively easy and asking about their life will be relatively easy so this is such good practice to approach a situation where you feel it's more traditional networking and it also means that this is networking in a sense catching up with old friends because who knows who they know now that could connect you up with someone's doing something relevant to what you're doing and you haven't seen each other in ages so you know networking isn't supposed to be or for your gain and if you don't take anything out of it or you don't give anything then it was a pointless experience it's just a conversation it's just getting to know someone and if nothing comes from it it is what it is. If something comes from it, amazing. I always put so much stress on myself in situations where I feel like I have to, in air quotes, network because I think if nothing comes from it, then it's been unsuccessful. Don't put that pressure on yourself. It makes things a thousand times harder. So how can you approach employers if the job doesn't already exist? You could actually pitch it to them and I know this sounds a bit dramatic and maybe it will take a bit of extra effort but I have a friend who has done this on multiple occasions reached out to a company and literally pitched them with a PowerPoint her idea for how she could create a role for herself in that business and what value that would provide and it's worked out for her on multiple occasions. I've done this on a smaller scale where I've just reached out to companies who weren't already hiring or weren't already reaching out for people to help them and said hey I'm keen to help for this that that and the other reason Would there be a space for me? And that's also something you can do as we were talking about building up a network, asking around, reaching out to people who have been there before or doing something slightly similar or just engaging in the content in that area and finding the people who know what they're talking about. This kind of process, like reaching out to people and asking what the opportunities are, if there are opportunities, is often only going to work in smaller Businesses or startups, because as we spoke about before, they have that more agile, flexible structure. Big corporates have formalities, they have very structured ways of moving up the ladder, and often you can't go outside of that. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the pod because I think I will do an episode soon on career resilience through a recession. And what I'm going to be needing is a freelancer to do that. Or what I want to be setting up to kind of have that resilience through a time of uncertainty. And I can cover a bit on, you know, regular employment as well as the freelance side of things. So this was just, you know, to give you a bit of insight as to what what the peoples be saying for 2023 from a career perspective If you have the capacity to take on more work and increase your income, then some of these things may be options or at least the upskilling and the education part to get to that role may be a part of it. But I think the quickest and the easiest way to look for opportunities is to assess your existing skill set and see where that can be moved in amongst industries or in amongst areas of a business. Starting broader rather than specific is going to help you to work out where your limiting beliefs are. So if you don't know your skill set or you don't know what you could be doing, then maybe it's a lack of self-belief or self-confidence that is stopping you from thinking that there are other opportunities out there or maybe there's a support system that isn't existing in the right way in your life or maybe there's some kind of other barrier and finding out or thinking about at least how you can reach out to someone for help or overcome that barrier to get into a space that might make you happier or at least provide more stability. Of course, the career like your career is so so personal so this is just to give you some insight into what I have seen and what I think if you're interested in chatting about it reach out to me on Instagram I'm always keen to have a little little chitty chat and yeah we can figure it out together I look forward to talking to you on the next episode and I will see you soon bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.